You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savior! Forcesurity.com Radio Network is back on the air. Hope everybody had a reflective. Memorial Day. It is the Bob Matthews Podcast. We are delighted that you are joining us. We got new content for you today. This, as week two of OTAs begin, we were remiss in updating last week because of the holiday. For that, I apologize. However, the latest is that we will be back on site on Wednesday morning talking with Ron Rivera and some of the players. So, Look for that a little later in the week. However, as for the first week of OTAs, I'm not going to say there was a lot of news made or anything like that because there never is. However, we need to go ahead and wrap it up. And what did we find out? Well, I don't think there's anybody better to talk about that with than the great one himself from the capital city of Virginia, I'm talking about Mr. Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Full disclosure, before the holiday, the long weekend kicked off, Michael and I taped this interview, so forgive if it there are a couple of time references that just don't match up even in the podcast universe. So, Maestro, cue that music. Let's get to it, huh? Time to get a check on everything that's going on inside of Ashburn. We have Washington football team insider Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch joining us now. And even though he can't hear it because we got to put it in in post, we have his new theme song playing in the back room. It's the Philly Dog. Everybody do the Philly Dog. How you doing, man? (laughs) Great to be here. I heard JP going Philly, Philly, Philly the other week, and the song just popped right into my head. I said, next time we have Michael on, it's got to be the Philly Dog. It's a Tony Wiley special. He used to use the team's PR guy uh, for a while. He he nicknamed me, and anytime I do something that exasperated him, Philly, Philly, Philly. <laughs> come on, Philly, come on. I did not know that. All right. <laughs> I, I learned something new today. That is cool. So, I'm all right, Philly. so we're, we're done with the, the where we can see things during OTAs. It's It's what I call Washington behind closed doors here for the rest of the week. What did we learn, if anything, this week at OTAs? Well, I, I think you start with the attendance. Eh? Really, uh, best in the NFL. I, I don't think anybody got everybody there, and these guys were pretty close. Uh, 87 of the 91 players in attendance for the OTAs this week, and an incredibly great turnout. Speaks to Ron Rivera, speaks to the trust the players have in them, speaks to how he handled the pandemic in the last few months. You know, it, it's guys around the league, you know, we're, we're getting the coronavirus or, you know, we're feeling locked down. Uh, you know, he, he was right on top of it last year. I think the players trust him. I think the players trust that they can come work out here and trust him to take care of them. Uh, I think that's a great place to start this season. Yeah, trust, I think, in, in any organization is key, and especially in the NFL when you're talking the difference between a, a, a 
you know, a five and I guess 12 season this year and a 12 and five is just razor thin. I mean, trust might be one of the, what might be one of the few factors that, that could be the difference. Yeah. You know, it, I, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is already in a leadership role. You know, you, you watched him and he was really guiding the young players along. I thought something he said was interesting. It was, uh, I'm going to throw the ball where it needs to be, regardless of where they are. Uh, and then afterward, we'll talk about why I threw the ball there and why they need to be there. I, I thought there was just an interesting approach. It was not like, ah, you ended up over here, so I'll, I'll adjust. It was, here's where the ball will end up, just so you know, in the future. Uh, you, you might want to end up there uh, next, <laughs> next time we run this play. Uh, but he's a super likable dude. You know this from being on the Zooms. He, he's, everybody's going to love him. Uh, the fan base will love him as they get to know him. Uh, he's going to air it out, which we don't have nearly enough of here over the last uh, decade or so. Uh, and he's got the receivers to do it. Now, nobody's running full speed at OTAs. So I, can't, I can't come back and tell you, like, man, McLaurin, Samuel, Brown, all these guys just blazing all over the place. They're, they're jogging, uh, or, you know, or they're, they're running, but, but not sprinting. Um, but look, these guys are fast. We know they're fast. They're going to take top off this offense. I think people are going to be really excited to see it. Yeah, the th- my favorite Fitz quote this week was uh, about the air being so crisp and clear when he got out there. It's like if it felt we, like a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we get if we get that this year and they can win, it'll it'll definitely be entertaining. That's for sure. Hey, when you when you look at fit, when you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, throwing the ball, and again OTAs, so there's only so much you're going to see. But I mean, you know, everybody says, well, he doesn't have a, a cannon of an arm or anything like that. I mean, do you, do you notice? At this point, you know, the difference in arm, just raw arm strength between, between say, him and a, 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 a Dwayne Haskins or something like that? Or is it too early to see that kind of stuff? You know, I, Haskins really was at another level with some of the throws he'd make. Uh, you just didn't see Fitzpatrick making those, you know, 50-yard laser on a rope throws. But mm-hmm. I don't know that he'll need to. I don't know that that'll need to be a part of this offense. I I, you know, the one thing everybody talks about, he, he's crazy smart. It's, it's a cliche, and it's always something we laugh about at this point. Yeah, yeah, he went to Harvard. Yeah, yeah, he's very smart. Uh, oh, he went to Harvard? Fact, I never heard that before. Really? He went to, fun wow. Fact, fun, fun fact for you. Uh, yeah, really. and, but, you know, he, he does use that intelligence to, you know, set himself up for a play he can make as opposed to needing to make a great play to get himself out of a situation. He's very clearly very deliberate about positioning himself, positioning the receivers and making sure it'll be a play he can execute. So, you know, I, I think a best case scenario there is you never notice because uh, he's not being asked to do those things or he's not putting himself in a position where he has to do those things to get out of a jam. He's putting himself in a position to make the throws he knows he can make. And, uh, and so that, yeah, that's a long way of saying, yeah, you know, he, he doesn't have Haskins arm, uh, but I, I don't think you'll notice if all goes correctly. And inter- yeah, no, that's interesting. I, I like that kind of analysis. That makes sense. I, I'm still trying to, and I know everybody else is too, because you, you look at it on social media, everybody's still trying to digest the whole Mor- Morgan Moses release. And, and we heard, you know, we've played the clip and Ron was fairly tight lipped or cut and dry about it. Um, but wh- here's what I can't figure out. Um, you know, I, I, I get that, you know, obviously you draft Sam Cosme, you are able to, because he becomes available, um, sign Leno. But what is it about about Leno, do you think, that makes him a more attractive option as the veteran right tackle than keeping Mo, 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 blah, Moses, who already knows the system? 
Yeah, it, it, you know, I, I'm not going to defend the move because I, you know, from a football perspective, you say this, this was a bad move from a football perspective. You cut a guy who gives you solid production at a solid price and has started 96 consecutive football games. You can't sell me that a football team becomes better by getting rid of a guy like that. You're just not going to be able to sell me on that. Now, I'll say this, though. Look, look at the broader trend. If, if you were around in the Bruce Allen era, you are leaving the building right now. But Ron Rivera is turning over this whole place top to bottom. This is not just football players. This is front office people. This is scouts. Uh, you, you see a new press release every week with, with a new hire. Who's, you know, every time there's a new hire, they're replacing an old hire. Ron Rivera wants this whole building to, to turn over, essentially. And, and that was the mandate when he was hired. Like, you know, when he was hired, this place, and still is under NFL investigation because it's just a, a, a brutally toxic culture um, that, that, you know, a lot of people were, were really hurt by. And Rivera's mandate was to turn that around. And so, so here's where it gets tricky, Bob, is, is connecting these two threads of Morgan Moses, as you know, is a good guy mm -hmm. uh, and is a hard worker and is a good teammate uh, and, and is all of those things. And so, you know, somebody say like, wow, was Morgan not a good guy or was he a part of any of that? And the answer is no, no. The answer is he was not part of any of that. And, and he is a good guy and a hard worker and a good teammate. But Rivera's approach here is not, I'm going to sift and sort through who's in the building. He's burning this place to the ground and rebuilding it. And I, I don't object to that in a big picture sort of way. It was needed. And when you make a decision like that, when you kind of go, you know, full, full burning the place down like Rivera is, you're going to end up making some bad decisions. You're going to let some Morgan Moseses and Ryan Kerrigan's go, guys who have productive football in front of them at reasonable prices and could benefit your football team. But, uh, you know, the, am I opposed to the broader approach? Uh, I don't think I am. I, I think the building needed it. The, the only argument I, I can see, you know, internally a staff could make on, on letting Moses go is, okay, we think that Cosme by the end of this season, if he progresses the way we think he's going to, is we're going to need to start him at right tackle. And it, it, it would be less awkward to have him replace a guy who's a veteran who's just come in this year in the starting lineup rather than a guy who's been here for seven or eight years and is one of the faces of the franchises. I'm not saying that's a strong argument, but that's really the only thing I can come up with. Yeah, if, it, if you're going to tell me you end up with less depth at the offensive line positions in a 17-game season, I, I you, you're going to have a hard time winning me over to that side of the argument. No, I agree. I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's amazing when off the top of my head, if you, if you look at the locker room at FedEx Field, if you can get a mental picture of it from the last time we were in there, you've got the defensive line is still there because it's it's elite. Uh, John Bostic is there for now. Who knows by the end of training camp and Tressway and Dustin Hopkins. And after that, there's not a whole lot of Bruce, uh, Bruce J guys left on that roster. Oh, I, I think DeShazer Everett uh, and then uh, Brandon Sheriff, but yeah. Sheriff's on that franchise tech deal. And look, right. I, 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 lo I love DeShazer Everett. He's a fun guy to talk to, but no, nobody's mistaking him for a star or a core piece of this team. He's just one of those, you know, He's right. a middle of the tier guy. He's a depth piece. And it, it, there's less urgency in turning over the depth pieces, you know, and even John Bostic, who is a starter. And I know Ron likes him. Like 
you know, guys who aren't just tied into the fabric of the team, it's, you know, less essential to deal with that. Yeah, it, it's it's been fascinating to watch over the last 18, 19 months, the fact that you're right. I mean, the entire roster has basically changed over. Um, any, anybody stand out? I, um, you know, when you guys watched it, I, I, yeah, everybody's talking about uh, uh, Fitzpatrick made a, a nice, I guess, back shoulder fade to, to Cam Sims and stuff like that. Did, did anything else really stand out or was it just, oh, thank God we're finally out here and we're finally <laughs> able to talk about something you know, that's actually happening on the field. You know, it wasn't the fade for me. It was the timing. I, I thought Fitzpatrick had really good timing with two receivers. And uh, one of them was Camp Sims and the other one was Adam Humphreys. And, and Humphreys, of course, makes sense. They've played together before. Uh, and, and Fitzpatrick, uh, he went to uh, one of the Ivy League schools. I forget which one. And so, you know, he's got that that memory, the ability to, uh, you know, keep keep up. Hey, you know, oh. this is Adam Humphreys. This is the timing I need to do. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look that the, up to see where Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I, too. I yeah. We'll get the fact checking team on yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but with Cam Sims is a guy who he hasn't played with before and, you know, just had a little bit of you know time with last week to throw the ball around. So I, I thought they had a very nice connection early. Now it's still going to be hard for Cam Sims to get on the field because, you know, look, if you do it ranking your receivers, yeah, you're not putting Curtis Samuel on the bench. You're not putting Terry McLaurin on the bench. I think De'Ami Brown's going to be really good, really fast. I think everybody's getting a sense of that. So, you know, the, the minutes might be limited, but I I think that's a great sign that he and Camp Sims are on the same page early. We're talking with Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Uh, yeah, the uh, De'Ami Brown, again, these guys are jogging right now, so I know you hadn't seen them full speed and I think we know from the Terrell Pryor experience that you can only take what happens in practice so far, but did you get a sense um, that this guy is, is really, really fast and is going to change this receiver room? I think it just fit, you just feed off of the excitement of the staff. And, and clearly this is one of the guys that the coaching staff is really excited about. You can tell, uh, you know, that the guys that they bring in that they, you know, Hey, we, this guy's getting extra attention, extra love. He's going to be so you saw with Terry McLaurin early on, too. You know, it, 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 they had De'Ami Brown fielding punts at the end of the rookie workout. Hmm. It, it reminded me of Terry McLaurin when he came in as a rookie and everybody's out. Oh, you know, he'll be a good special teamer in, in those first practices where they had him on the punt team as a gunner or, you know, see, trying him out as a return guy, all these things. And then by the second week of training camp, he, he, he was getting a water break during special teams time, and it just become very clear this man will not be participating in special teams. <laughs> he is a part of the first team offense. So it was funny to watch Deami Brown go through those drills and know, like, this may be the only time we ever see him doing this. A, a, a rite of passage, as it were. All right, uh, Michael, yes. b- before I let you go, um, if folks want to uh, follow you on Twitter, because it, you're, you're awesome on there, uh, what, what's, the, uh, what's the Twitter handle everybody needs to, needs to follow? I appreciate that, Michael, PRTD and uh, Richmond.com. And, uh, uh, you know, we've always got, uh, always got something. A couple more weeks of practice here, and uh, we'll be out there for them. Yeah, absolutely. And hey, when the uh, casinos open down here, you're all over the casino. But we expect to see you down here for the grand openings too. Uh, that, that rooftop pool overlooking the Tide Stadium, I, I will yeah. be there. Don't you worry about that. That is that's going to be awesome when they <laughs> finally break ground on it. It is going to be awesome. Thank you, my friend. We will talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. That is going to be crack. We get Phillips down here as, as well as the rest of the crew. All right. Uh, that does it for us. Enjoy the rest of the week. Don't forget, 
We will be out at OTAs on Wednesday. Have player and coach interviews for you both Wednesday and Thursday. Tie it all up at the end of the week. Remember, you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, iHeartRadio, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. And like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white.